Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to e-commerce conversations, a podcast by practical e-commerce. This is Kerry Murdoch with Practical E-Commerce. Given the ease with which brands and manufacturers can sell their products directly to consumers, many observers believe the future of resellers is limited. Ori Greenberg, an e-commerce veteran and now the CEO of Algopix, a market analysis platform, does not necessarily agree. He joins us today to discuss it all. Well, Ori, thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me. I am excited to be here. Ori, we've been looking forward to visiting with you, uh, given your, your, your expertise, your long-term expertise in e-commerce, in particular in supply chain matters and inventory matters, uh, our topic we'll be asking you is kind of the state of retailing and the state of resellers in particular. My first question for you today, Ori, is this. Given the ease with which manufacturers and brands can sell products directly to consumers, especially on Amazon, what's the future for resellers on marketplaces, pure resellers that don't have their own brand? What's the future for those companies on marketplaces such as Amazon? From recent conversations I had with brand owners, not all brands and manufacturers find it that easy to sell directly online. It's actually not such a small thing to do. You need to set up your own marketing department and uh, specialize in e-commerce. You need to set your logistics up for uh, B2C. And uh, it, it's not always what the manufacturers and brand owners are looking for. Um, have a customer service department and, and buy software and integrate it with your uh, European CRM solutions. And it, it's still a lot to do. So a lot of brands find it yeah, very tempting to go directly online, and they think that the margins will be dramatically increased. But the cost of, of actually doing business online is still significant. It's interesting. Are, are, are you aware of circumstances where manufacturers attempted to go direct to the consumer and then change their mind? Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen several cases. Um, I, I used to own an e-commerce agency and, and working with uh, manufacturers and, and, and resellers, and the manufacturers sometimes thought they wanted to do B2C, but eventually they, they stayed a B2B business and then rather selling uh, to people who specialize in doing online marketing. So as a seller, if you can find a way to, as a reseller, if you can find a way to add value to the space, either by setting up your own creative marketing activities or by providing a better customer experience, or even if you have a geographic advantage and your shipping time is better than others, there's room for your business. Uh, so I wouldn't disqualify resellers that easily. Okay. You you, you touched on a, a, a point I was going to ask, essentially the assumption that, observers make that 
all brands or all manufacturers will ultimately sell direct to Amazon. You say that's that's that hasn't really been your experience. Would you would you be able to assign a percentage? That's that's kind of a crazy question, but assign a percentage of manufacturers that you know are interested in doing everything that you just suggested, which is a customer service department and dealing with you know selling on a consumer level, et cetera. Is there a percentage that want to do that or don't want to do that? What's your guess? So, yeah, so, so estimating percentages would be a challenge, but I, I, I would uh, categorize it uh, in a different way. So if you're a big big brand owner, a big manufacturer, and you have the manpower and, and the cash to set up a marketing department, there's more chances of you actually succeeding in doing that and then making the adjustments required to do B2C business. As small and medium manufacturers um, even consider the move, it, it costs a lot. So I would say that the bigger ones find it very, very possible and, and it's very feasible to sell online directly. Uh, and, and the smaller and medium manufacturers would all, all, always be struggling with setting up this. Um, you know, you have to specialize in online marketing. Everyone selling online knows that it's not just listing your products on, on eBay and Amazon and setting up a Shopify website and, and that's it. The, the product sells themselves. It's specific brands with that their products are very uh, high. In, their products are very they have high demand products, then then this is easy, easier for them to do it. But uh, but manufacturers that need to generate uh, product demand that's a completely different challenge. You mentioned that resellers have, if I could paraphrase, uh, restate what you said, uh, resellers can add much value to the uh, to the buying decision for for consumers. What about resellers on Amazon? Peer resellers on Amazon, can they can they add value? So you can add value in terms of providing the right experience. You can't, um, let's say you're selling kitchen supplies. You can't offer you know tips and recipes. It's it's not going to work that way. But you can make sure that your customers have the best experience, and and that would be the most important part. So providing the right product, the right packaging uh, with care and shipping it on time or using FBA, um, as, as long as you're making sure that the product is in, in the best condition and provides the best customer experience, that's your way of adding value. Um, you need to be competitive in price, and there's not a lot more you can do to add value to the customer besides these, these things that I've just mentioned. You also mentioned before that hypothetically a seller of kitchen supplies could do with his own website, her own website. Let's let's elaborate on that for a sec. Given your expertise or your experience, so I sell. I have a. I'm an expert on kitchen supplies. I think I can I can pick out good and bad supplies. I can make recommendations. I can help consumers make decisions on cooking supplies. Tell me what I could do on a website that perhaps our listeners uh, haven't really thought of on their own website, not Amazon, but on their own website? Yeah, on, on your own website, uh, you can do everything that comes to mind. So um, from adding tips to the best uses of the product that you just purchased that you might even think of, 
um, and and also old school marketing activities like adding a brochure to your package and uh, giving you an incentive to go back to the website and and make a purchase, give this uh, give a coupon code and and have a time limitation on on using this coupon code. Acquiring new customers is expensive. What you once you have a customer, making sure they they optimize. They're optimized, and, and you can make, make the most and help them have a, a great experience while doing that. That's probably a strategy you need to figure out in advance and, and make the most of your customers. Many sellers neglect uh, taking care of their customer base, and, and there's a lot you can do with it. So repeating customers is, is a great asset, and, and each business should think of the ways he can add value to their customers. Continuing their example of a seller, a reseller of kitchen supplies. So say I've got an extensive line of kitchen supplies in this hypothetical example. Uh, let's assume for a sec I haven't materially sold on marketplaces yet, on Amazon yet. What should my strategy be if I'm looking out for listeners on this, on this uh, discussion what should they do? As they're contemplating Amazon, they're a little scared of it. Maybe they've experimented with it. What's the strategy? What's your recommendation for them? So the first thing I would do is to explore the marketplaces, explore my options. I think that a lot of sellers today, you know, we all hear of Amazon all the time, and it all sounds very tempting to start selling on Amazon, and sometimes it is. But the, the best thing to do, in, in my opinion, is to explore the opportunities, spend time seeing what, what the alternatives are. So, for example, if you're a U.S. seller, the first natural thing for you to, to be, to do, is, is to explore the U.S. market and see if uh, your product is being offered on Amazon or on eBay and if you can add value and where will you be in this, that competition, where perhaps the German market has high demand for your product and there are not a lot of sellers, if any, offering these types of products in, in that marketplace. And perhaps you could be a dominant player in that market. So really spending the time exploring your opportunities is, I think, the first thing you should do. So from analyzing your competitors and realizing what the marketing costs are going to be, what the logistic costs are going to be, how much tax are you going to pay for everything, I think it's really important to understand before you start selling What's your expected margin going to be? What's the sales volume you're, you're aiming for? And is that feasible in the, in the marketplace that you're about to sell in? So there, there are a few questions to ask. And, and this, like any other business, should be a strategy that you plan ahead of, of just starting to sell. I hope it makes sense. Let's elaborate on some of those questions that you just, you just mentioned. Uh, so someone, someone wants to do market research uh, along the lines that you suggest. Repeat for us the top questions that you would, if they came to you and they said, do market research for me on my product, what would you do? Okay, so the first, there, there are mainly two important things to you know always keep in mind. So the, the market price versus the price that you can sell the product at. And once the price makes sense and there's enough margin to, to set a business up around it, then you need to really make sure what the demand level is and have your inventory planned according to it. So, for example, if you just 
uh, if you're selling watches and you've just been to a show in Switzerland and received the price code from a new supplier you don't know, the, it's, it's very, a lot of sellers today are selecting what to buy and where to sell it according to their intuition. And that's why a lot of sellers have overstock. The, the average percentage of overstock that we know is about around 20%. And sales margins are, are low and, and could sometimes be 15% or less. So if I'd be the new supplier and receive a new uh, price quote or price list or, or any other type of opportunity, what I would like to do is the first thing would be to see the market price for each product in the list. And then once I identify a potential uh, margin that interests me, then I need to see what's the demand level for the product. And there are a lot of ways to do it. Some of them are more manual, and so some of them are, are SaaS-oriented, and you can just buy software that will help you do it. Um, so, for example, a few things that I would do is when I get a list of products, I'd, I'd use Google Keyword Planner to even see how many people search each product every month. Another thing you can do is see the sales rank on Amazon's catalog. Every product on catalog has a rank, and uh, it's uh, it's very easy to realize what what has high demand. It's a lot of manual work because if you just receive a list of 60 items or 600 items, it's a lot of work. But it's still better to do that work than to not even um, not even try to do it and, and guess what would sell and what would make a better price. Now, the second thing would be to analyze your costs. So by selling on Amazon, the uh, fees vary by category. There are categories that, that your fees will be around 10%, and there are categories where the fees will be around 15%. You need to know these things in advance about each and every item. Um, and when selling on, for example, on eBay, there are other fees to, to take in mind, into consideration. So when selling on eBay... Um, you maybe pay less in, in the basic fees, but then you need to have another payment gateway to take into consideration, like like PayPal. And that's another from one and a half percent to three percent to take into consideration. Now, logistics is something that people only find out a lot of times after they started selling product. The, the logistic costs. So, realizing what's the cost going to be, what's the margin going to be in advance, well. To me, it makes a lot of sense, and, and hopefully to you too. Yes, it does. I'm going to ask you for in, in a sec. Uh, I'm going to follow up on what you said about the German market, but uh, you talked about you talked about platforms to help with all this. That was another one of my questions, which is involves your company, of course, uh, which we want to get to. Algopix. You're the co-founder and CEO of Algopix. Uh, Algopix.com, and you provide. Uh, Analysis help for companies that want to that want to do what you just described. Could you could you just elaborate on on what you just said in terms of what AlgoPix offers and how AlgoPix can help? Yeah, sure, I'll be happy to. So, um, what we do is to automate the process that I've just described. Um, so, there are two main use cases that AlgoPix can help you with, and, and it's all around market uh, product market analysis. So. If you are already selling online and you want to explore other opportunities or other marketing uh, channels, you'll be able to upload a list of your current inventory and we'll analyze what's the demand level, what's the market price in various channels around the world. And we'll also make the analysis and the, the entire break, cost breakdown to tell you what's going to be 
the sales-related costs that I've mentioned, like shipping, tax, and marketing costs. So we can even help you analyze what it's going to cost to set up a campaign for each product on Google and see what's the potential of selling it in, in that marketing channel. Uh, the second use case which Algopix is about is an ongoing uh, work with your suppliers. So every time you get a price list from your supplier, and even if it's a supplier you've been working with uh, for a long time, if you want to know what's the market price, what's the demand level for each product that you're about to purchase, then instead of spending hours or days analyzing these, these price lists, Algopix would help you choose the right product to sell, to sell so you can increase your margins, increase your sales volume, and reduce the risks of doing online business by not buying products with low demand, uh, which is today a guess, guessing game. So what, what does it cost? Algopix is a SaaS model. What's the monthly cost? So Algopix is currently offered for free. Uh, if you want to sign up to the platform and make an analysis to a single product, that's offered for free. We currently have a beta program where you can analyze the list of items, and that beta program requires you to sign up with us, and uh, that's also free. Um, so at this point, we're just trying to help the market, trying to verify the market's needs, and, and doing our best to help everyone. I've got to ask, where does the name come from, Algopix? So Algopix comes from algorithm and price, and it also combines procurement. Um, really has everything we do in one, uh, one phrase. All right, the last question I wanted to is, you mentioned the German market. You mentioned that uh, possible variances between demand and, say, the American market and the German market. How can a merchant, whether it's the merchant setting in Germany or setting in America or setting in Israel or wherever the merchant is, how can the merchant decide, you know, what the marketplaces are around the world if he wants to sell worldwide and, you know, how to pursue those? So it's a tricky question because Amazon and eBay remain the leading marketplaces in the, in the Western world and um, – but more important than that is, is really to know your products well and to know what's the leading uh, channel for your products. So it's true that th there are a lot of marketplaces out there. And, uh, you know, in China, you have Alibaba and Flipkart. In the U.K., you've got Pricefunner and Google. In Argentina, you've got uh, Mercado Libre. And, and there are a lot of platforms. Now, some of them are very general and big like Amazon, and some of them are niche marketplaces. Each merchant needs to examine the marketplaces that, that seems to be a good fit for him and try to understand the demand level for their products uh, on, on these specific uh, channels. Um, also understanding that the marketing costs and, and all the things that we've mentioned before, it's very important to plan and have a strategy in mind before you, you start selling your product and not just doing what everyone else is doing because that might not be a good fit for you. Well, for purposes of our listeners, I've been visiting with Ori Greenberg. Ori is the co-founder and CEO of Algopix. That's a SaaS platform for merchants, and it's algopix.com. Let me spell that. That's A-L-G-O. P is in Paul, I X 
as in x-ray, algopix.com. And Ori Greenberg, we want to thank you for your time today, sir. Thank you for hosting me. It's been a pleasure, and I appreciate it a lot.